0: This episode was brought to you by Cletus's Lamb Rental Emporium. Are you tired of buying a lamb for your enjoyment, only to find out that they need constant feeding and protection? That's not what you signed up for. At Cletus's Lamb Rental Emporium, you don't have to waste your time and energy on caretaking. You just get to enjoy your lamb's companionship and whatever else you enjoy about your lamb. We don't ask questions. So come on down to Cletus's Lamb Rental Emporium to rent a lamb today. Use code And if you use code HMT at checkout, we throw in a free jar of peanut butter. Call 1-800-BARIM-U to find a location nearby. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go,
1: go, 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 go. <laughs>
0: Girl through the scraggly woods, he had no face.
2: Horror, Sabrina. Don't just stare at it, eat it. New theatrical
1: releases always get priority,
0: but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. Uh, uh.
1: Wow, that didn't sound good.
0: Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hanson, that's me, I hold a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare nos. <laughs> hey.
1: Hmm. Oh, wait. Am I... Is my... Are my levels on?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my... My,
1: your... my um, headset is just very quiet. Hold
0: on. Um, Okay. So today we'll be reviewing *Lamb*. Oh, sorry. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh, today we'll we will be reviewing *Lamb*, the we, latest a twenty twenty four release.
1: Yeah, um, some people are going to be. They're going to be like, "Is that really horror? Is that really horror?" Well, it couldn't have made it on the show if it wasn't. It's mm-hmm. called horror movie talk. Are you
0: dumb? <laughs> What's the matter with you? It won me over in the end.
1: It did, yeah, sure It won me over. Um,
0: okay, so before we get too far into it, um, we want to talk about a couple things you should know about. Uh, we have the absolute best community that you can be a part of. Go to our Facebook group, um, the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group, and there's just a great collection of people that are going to be talking about all things horror. Um, also, go to our website at horrormovietalk.com, and you'll find links to all of the things that you would need to we just had our second saturday watch party that again i dipped on man uh-huh. i got to thank you i bryce well i completely forgot last month so bryce
1: i have to thank you personally um because you've really been keeping that whole thing going oh shucks uh you you've been it was it was the, the awesome. wind beneath my wings
0: <laughs> we watched hush and that movie was even better than i remembered it that is a uh, it's a good movie. That is like a ten out of ten.
1: You know, I, I also, you know what? Um, I wanna, I wanna really say thank you to, like, before we get into, it, I don't want to take a ton of time up, but here, but I, I do want to take a moment to say thank you to everybody who's listening. Like very seriously, um, this show is, is doing well and uh, it's doing better than it's ever done. And I'm really thankful to everybody, everybody who's ever supported us. Um, everybody who's listened to us and given us kind words of encouragement, it's meant a lot. And, um, and it's been very nice, very, very nice. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm just blown away at how well we're doing. And it's, um, and it's, it's because of all of you and, and all the kind words you say on our reviews and, and to us in Patreon and on Facebook and, and in Discord, whatever, all of it, it's, it's very touching. And I, and I'm, I'm very thankful for all of you.
0: Yeah, and we've we've reached a new level. I don't think we've talked about this yet. We've reached a level where, on the other side of the world,
1: <laughs> yeah. some there were so many things that went through my head. I was like, "What? A hundred patrons?
0: What? Like well, yeah, that which? Too. Oh, what? The miniseries on on uh, David Flanagan? No, thing? this is very specifically on the Michael other side Flanagan. of the world. A, a beautiful woman tattooed our logo on her thigh. Yeah, Anna. Like not a tiny. Version of it, like a nine-inch logo. HMT logo. Yeah, thank you very
1: much. It means a lot to us. Yeah,
0: and it's it's, uh, it's still kind of fucking with my mind.
1: Yeah, it's, like blows me away. Um, thank you for listening. Let's get
0: into Lamb.
1: Um, <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> we can. Skip we can leave We can leave the other day. stuff till the middle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Lamb. Lammy, 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 Lammy. Start out by giving a brief review and, and our, our score, for the, score for the movie. It's a score, a scale of one to ten. You know how that works. Yeah. Uh, after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the f- film. So if if Lam hasn't come out yet, um, you can just stick around for the review and the score and and determine whether you want to go see it. Go see it and not get anything spoiled. And It's really hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it so it's (laughs) there's really not much you can say about it right um later on we'll be uh doing the rotten tomatoes game oh boy and checking in on our voicemail with horror movie whores all you lovely whores out there if you want to leave us a voicemail our number is 682-253-4468 um so yeah, let's get into it. So we went and saw a lamb and I'm still wondering about what I saw. I'm not. I this is very this is very Oh, well, good for you.
1: No, it's very it's not it's not an achievement sort of thing. It just means a very specific thing to me. Mm. Like it just feels it feels like it fits into
0: a niche that I didn't know existed. Right. You know. I'm I'm curious what what that is. For you, um, I'm going to go ahead and skip the trailer because it's almost no dialogue and the dialogue that is is in Icelandic. Yeah. So let's just uh, forego that. And it also has a, a Beach Boys song, which would definitely oh, that get, would get flagged. Us. Um, so Lamb can be found in theaters now in the U.S. at least. UK it's probably coming out next week. Next week. Yeah. Um, Lamb this is this a- week, I should say. Lamb is about a childless couple working a farm in Iceland that discovers a unique lamb born in their barn. They take special care in raising this lamb, but something's not quite right. You can tell because some of the other lambs have shifty eyes. <laughs> this this one definitely does. <laughs> yeah. um, this is a very, so that's my synopsis. That's pretty much the only thing I can say about it without like, saying exactly what it is right um this is a very unique movie it's one of the things that i crave in a movie going experience which is novelty Um, there's has definitely never been a movie like this one that i've seen the story is very simple and spare but somehow punches you in the gut with very vague allegory (laughs) like it's not there's not a very clear moral to the story, necessarily, or the moral to the story that it's conveying isn't like a universal human experience thing um necessarily i i I guess that's not fair, but um it's almost hard to come up with what the movie's really about without just describing the plot, but the themes go into nature versus nurture, seeking happiness where you shouldn't, motherhood, loss, jealousy, and synth pop. Um, It's definitely slow-paced, but that isn't to say that it isn't engaging. It held my attention and affected me on an emotional level. The visuals were stark but beautiful, reminding me a lot of A24's other recent release, The Green Knight. And if you think that all of A24's movies are pretentious garbage, then you'll hate this movie. Definitely. Uh, But if you want to see something that you haven't before and are willing to soak in some melancholy for a couple hours, I highly recommend it. And I give it a score of 8 out of 10. 8. How about you? Um, this movie,
1: uh, I've been trying to classify it. Um, to, for me, the storytelling and the feel feels very similar to a Philip K. Dick experience, um, uh, particularly I'm thinking of Blade Runner, uh, which is um, do electric, uh, what do electric, you know, electric sheep do they dream, blah, 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 blah. But it also feels a lot like a Ridley Scott um, effort, uh, which I am just a huge fan of. Uh, I just love Ridley Scott. Um, and my eyes are up here. <laughs> I know. Hey, whoa. But, uh, well, I'm just, the, the I'm saying it because I feel like this is a, this is a, an important point because it feels really bleak and quiet and without, without, it never intentionally holds your hand, right? It's just like, here you go. Here's the thing. Here's for you. And that's Ridley Scott's deal. And that's why I loved um what was the, what was that recent show um Raised by Wolves. This had lots of Raised by Wolves Wolves vibes and it had um it had a lot of yeah, it had a lot of kind of Blade Runner feels and um so I don't know. I think I think if you're a big fan of either Philip K Dick or Ridley Scott this this is I got those sort of and the questions that they pose right which are like these deeply human questions but also like set in this um this very uh, fantastical or science fiction-y sort of universe right it's like for some reason everyone accepts what's going on here kind of. Like they realize it's it's a it's fan, it's it's incredible, but they also kind of go, okay. Like they run with it, kind of.
0: Yeah, I mean, huh, that's an, I haven't seen Raised by Wolves, but it doesn't. I would not go to Ridley Scott for this. Like he seems a lot more straightforward, either science fiction or like very um, clear with the messaging and the and the kind of the moral to the story that you're supposed to get out of it? Oh, no. I don't think so. I mean, in a storytelling sense, I think— I mean, think, I think, like, Gladiator and Alien, and those are very clear in what it's trying to say.
1: Oh, I don't think so. With Alien, I think there's a huge undercurrent of the question of AI and, and whether or not it's um, it can be seen as its own life form. Um, right, right yeah. its own sentience right and and that's I mean that's all just kind of unspoken I mean it's all it's part of the, it's part of the story but never part of the dialogue
0: yeah I mean there's that there's kind of like the corporate greed part of it there's um, kind of dystopianism a yeah, lot of that a lot of that I mean a lot of like you know scientific science science fiction tropes, and this one, um, I wouldn't classify it as science fiction. It, no, it lives more as like, or even like, kind of in the the kind of same world of storytelling as science fiction. I'd say it's like fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. Well,
1: fantasy and sci-fi to me, they're and, just
0: two sides of the same coin. And really, folktale like the folktale is what it really feels like. Sure, but sure, I'm not trying
1: like, to compare the style that Ridley Scott would bring. I'm just saying his storytelling and, and Philip K. Dick's storytelling. Also, they tackle these kinds of like deeply human, but also like way, like what, where out of left field, like efforts. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Uh,
0: Yeah. Blade Runner. I can see it there. Um, that's a lot more vague and, and, uh, uh, doesn't hold your hand, so yeah. There's a bit of that, but also this is just so plain, and what it's in what the story actually is. Yeah, it's very it's pared down. Just kind of interesting. Um, so,
1: what was your score? Oh, good question. Boy, I, yeah, I don't see any reason not to give this a ten. This really. I can't well I can't even pin down what genre this is necessarily. This is just a human experience sort of thing. I and it's and it's so uh deeply uh it it's so moving. Um and it speaks to something like so based inside of like the human experience kind of it's and it's um yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I yeah. I I had a fabulous. Time. I will definitely watch this movie again. I'll share this movie with people who I want to. Uh, who I want to have a. You know, if <clears throat> I guess this is a movie I would share with someone if I wanted to be like, do you want to see some fucking shit? <laughs> you know, like and and if they say yeah. You know, because not every night is that kind of night. Some nights is, oh, it's the wrong Missy night, you know?
0: (laughs) You know know what this movie falls in the same category for me? Yeah. Is a ghost story.
1: Yeah. So you've watched a ghost story. When did you watch that?
0: I don't know, a couple months ago. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's so perfectly sad. Yeah, I mean, this is right there. Like, you have to be in a very particular mood to like sit down and watch this movie. I feel like
1: if this if you, is so much more interesting in a engaging way, well, than yeah, a ghost it, story, it's
0: more engaging because there's, you know, an actual kind of plot and story that's happening other than just watching a ghost walk around and look at stuff. Watching
1: um, basically the, yeah,
0: a ghost story is like the, it's just watching the passage of time really. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I the, the things that keep it back for me from giving it a 10 out of 10 is that um, it was really effective and, and really um, unique, but it didn't necessarily, like, I had an emotional connection, but it wasn't like I didn't have super strong emotions. It was just, like, very muted, like, kind of... Um, I don't know, just muted feels, you know, just uh, a lot melancholy, I, but not like overwhelming sadness. It was just kind of like, wow, this is a it's an experience, but it's not necessarily like an experience that I would say, like, you have to have this experience. It's more of like, I felt that's so. very, very interesting. I would I would give it I mean, I I'd re- would recommend it to a certain set of people but i wouldn't it wouldn't be at the top of my list like right. all, all my 10s are like i'm going to bring this up every time i talk about movies yeah are my 10s eight is like if i know the person and we've watched a lot of the same movies i can say like yeah you got to you got to see this one
1: i think this is a beautiful movie i i really like the the um the feelings it made me feel about made me feel very strong like as a parent, Bryce, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
1: as a parent, it made me feel uh, very strongly. Uh, it was very, oh, man. Yeah, it was very like hard hitting in those parental feels. It was like,
0: yeah. I mean, my boy, I've abandoned my
1: boy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It just doesn't. It didn't do it to me in the same way. Mm. Like, there was still kind of some separation between my parent brain and this movie.
1: So you're the brother, huh?
0: Mm. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You you son of a bitch. So, yes, let's uh, get into our mid-roll. So we want to talk about our sponsors and the people that bring Horror Movie Talk to you. Number one on that list is nightchannels.com. Nightchannels.com is a apparel e-commerce site where you can find the best horror-themed, occult-themed, metal alternative wear that you're not going to find anywhere else. Let's not forget Satan. Let's not forget Satan. Cult (laughs) apparel. He does, he does, he gets his own... pretty much anything to to, uh, piss off your you know, evangelical grandma. Mom? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Night Channels has been great, and if you head over to nightchannels.com, you put a few shirts in your cart, you put a a few sweatshirts in your cart, and then you check out, you use that code HMT at checkout, and that shit will get you 13% off your entire order, and you know what? All your friends will know you watch Mac and Me on the regular.
0: Right. That's right. There's a Mac and Me shirt on Night They just added a Persona shirt. Oh yeah. Um or someone someone posted on our Facebook group that they bought the persona shirt. Yeah, that's they, right. they had just mentioned that they watched that on the group. Um honestly, the the best thing we can tell you to do is take the Night Channels challenge and just go to nightchannels.com and browse and I guarantee you'll find something that you can't live without. Yep. And when you do, use code HMT at checkout.
1: Yep. They're the best.
0: Um, Also, just want to give a plug for kind of our uh, little sister podcast.
1: Sister cast. Little is so diminutive. I don't like it. They're our sister cast. They're
0: younger than
1: us. Are they? Slightly. Yeah, that's ageist, though. Okay.
0: (laughs) Our... Sizest and ageist. Our equal sibling (laughs) podcast. Same sex podcast. (laughs) Are they podcast... Uh, Nightlight Horror Movie Club, and uh, you can check out the probably not the most recent review as of this uh, release, but the uh, they just covered Halloween 2018, and I was a guest on that, and they were very gracious in letting me talk about our Midnight Mass After Show and playing a short promo in their feed. So just want to thank them, and and honestly, it's it's a very good companion. It's a podcast that um, if you crave a little more estrogen in your in your horror movie podcast and uh you just are a little fed up with, with us and yeah, the, the belching. S- the sweat and the, the no shirt wearing and the, then head over to, to Nightlight horror movie club.
1: And by the way, congratulations to Kate. She just got married.
0: She <gasps> Yay, just got married. Congrats.
1: And congrats and your um your your spot on that episode was great.
0: It was, was it fab- yeah, I listened to it and it I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fun they're they're fun um, if you're listening to these commercials and you're like they're taking too long well you should know that you don't have to listen to these you can skip them if you're a patron at a certain level go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and check out the different uh, perk tier levels um, probably the most popular one is the $6.66 tier where you get early access to the episode once we edit it and we take out all the mid-roll so it gets right into spoilers. Also check out our our, uh, shop at oramovietalk.com slash shop. There you can find our logo tees and some stickers um, featuring art by Dustin Goble, our resident artist. Uh, He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans, um contact him at dgobel00 on instagram and make your artistic dreams come true tell him hmt sent you,
3: See you later, buddy.
0: can you tell that we're recording this in the late afternoon like there's a little uh, there's not
1: the energy's always different It's not completely it faded
0: afternoon. but like well the, i the, think when you've read the the things like a 100 a times like it's a, yeah. you're a little more affected by it in the late afternoon than when you are in the morning
1: i think that are some of our best episodes get recorded later in the afternoon because yeah. we get loopy <laughs> like we get tired and weird
0: uh, kind of giggly yeah so um again if you want to leave us a voicemail uh call 682-253-4468 let's get into spoilers spoilers <laughs> I love the... <laughs> Here, let's try to time that again. Let's get into spoilers. Right. Anyways, um... Okay. So, I mean, what is there to say? <laughs> uh, well,
2: I just think... me. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: is that goat boy that's goat boy yeah (laughs) i was man you cannot find goat boy clips on youtube really a completely there's like a dark spot on like youtube of like where you realize like oh yeah this didn't exist before like was it 2005 or something
1: five Mm
0: -hmm. and it's like oh all the things that were in my you know, adolescent uh-huh. pop culture knowledge base. Because you're really. It old. would require someone having a VHS copy of it, right, to port it over to YouTube. Okay, boomer. <laughs> hey, what's his name? Jim Brewer.
1: Jim Brewer. I, I love Jim Brewer as like a comedian, but he opened for Metallica, and it was the fucking worst shit I've ever seen anyone do in my entire life. And Jim Brewer for that, fuck you. Honestly, it was the worst. He was just point in a gigantic stadium, in a massive, ultra massive stadium. He was Jim, doing crowd work in a, Jim Brewer in a was doing was pointing at people and going, Who's the oldest one here to see Metallica? Who who is it? Oh, we got an eighty year old over here, not gonna get any older than that. For forty five minutes. That was his shtick. Who's mm. oldest? Who's the oldest one here? And it was confusing as fuck because it's a massive hundred thousand person stadium where he's like, who is it? You is it? You there she is. She's 82. And you're like, I what's the birthday? Is it close?
2: I Just wanted to murder him. Well, these innocent animals have urges they can't control. I should know I'm half And <laughs> 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 I
3: cannot
2: understand you it's crazy you're a fool I can't cope with the stupid bitchy understand
0: Do you understand? So this movie opens with a you know snowy grey background. A lot of shots in this <clears throat> film are of kind of a grey just an entire frame enveloping one single character yeah. that, that either appears or is just featured in the center of the frame. Um, it's what you would call artistic. Sure. What would Bugsy call it? Uh, autistic. Pretentious. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and in this version of it, there's a bunch of black horses that run away. And then it um, shows the... And they like,
1: goodbye horse... <laughs>
0: And then it shows the horse's eyes, which are lifeless eyes,
4: black eyes, like a doll's eyes.
0: (laughs) And they're looking at the camera, and you know there's something wrong. These menacing, menacing sheep looks. Yeah. Ain't ain't nothing right. And you can tell because... There's heavy breathing. They got shifty eyes, and you've got uh, the dog that's looking at them like they're real sus.
1: Oh, yeah, that that dog was real... Dog had a lot of premonition.
0: Dogs just know. Well, that
1: dog did. You know? I mean, it didn't. It didn't. Toward the end, it was like what? <laughs>
2: um, the dog was like these innocent animals have urges they can't
3: control.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> these innocent
0: animals. Um. So, oh, what do we got here? Um. So yeah. It starts with that and and kind of sets it up in kind of a menacing tone, and then it pretty quickly shifts into very domestic, like, farm life with this couple. Which you will not escape. And uh, uh, the the couple's name is Maria and Ingvar. 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 And um, they're just doing farm work. They're birthing lambs. Yeah. You know, every once in a while they're working the field. They're having calm breakfast conversations. A lot
1: of reading in their off time. Um, Perhaps putting on a record.
0: There's a there's a conversation early on in the movie that I was like looking for. Like, what are they? It's one of those things where it's a uh, this has to mean something, and it ends up not meaning anything for the what? for the theme that I know of, which is they talk about that they scientists discovered that time travel is possible. And so I was f- figuring that there's going to be something about time travel, but that was a complete red herring. It was more of of um highlighting either regret or yes. or pain from the past. So I, th- um, I think But even then it's pretty vague.
1: Well, uh, I it, it it hit me just just right because because it felt like regret. It felt like because the way that conversation ended well, she was. He was like, you know, you know. She, he was like, presumably, you could travel into the future, and she was like, and eh, eh, not that I would, because mm-hmm. things are fine right here, right now, and right. I like, I like the way things mm-hmm. are. And then she was like, yeah, it's but like per- realizing,
0: like, oh, this is a trap.
1: But presu- she, and then she opened up the the Pandora's box of yeah, but if you can go forward, you could probably go back. And he was like, right. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just said, oh, she did something or he did something in the past that they regret. And now they're just like, just smoothing those sheets over. Just yeah. Like, some... don't,
0: don't let's not talk about what happened before. <laughs> there, there are some like very um, subtle. Like references to the past. It's pretty clear she fooled
1: around with his brother. In yeah. The past.
0: His brother had a relationship with her. Yeah. I don't know what the timing of that would be, but um, or the if there was crossover. Right. But then we also know that they used to have a child and they visited the grave site uh-huh. of one or more child children. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's a a bunch of crosses and that again I was looking for like the time travel element. I'm like, how many times have they gone did back? Have they gone back and like, oh. <laughs> I was still holding out hope that this time travel element was gonna come in. And it doesn't. Complete waste of my energy to think about. So
1: I'm not laughing at you. This is so exactly a thing that I would do, right? But also, it's it's why movies hit you different, hit different people differently at different times, right? Because I just took this to mean exactly. I took it, I was like, oh, she she did something in their past and she regrets it. Mm-hmm. And then I went moving on <laughs> yeah.
0: and I never thought about the time travel discussion again. What was, what was the most, what was the recent movie that you were like really, really looking deeply into? And I was like, I don't oh, see that at all. Yeah. Candyman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candyman was probably it. Yeah. But I, uh, well, I just think, me, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the movie had to say about it. Right. That. Right. Um, so it goes to another sheep being birthed. Another lamb is born. Except this time, they're shocked looks. Yeah, like oh, they're shocked about something. And then for like the next twenty minutes, you're trying to like keep a peek peek at what like what's up with this fucking lamb. Yeah, they're lamb?
1: like they're like, well, we're gonna take this lamb. Yeah, and they wrap into it up the house. Yeah,
0: they wrap it up in a cloth. They put it in like a crib. And you're like, is that? And that is, that, mo- is that a lamb, baby?
1: Yeah, they're like, they're like. There is only
0: one thing worse than a rapist. Boom, a child. No,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a lamb, baby, man. Mm-hmm. It's a ma- a man lamb, mm-hmm. a mam.
2: These mm-hmm. <laughs> innocent animals have urges they can't control. <laughs> I should know. I'm half (laughs) drunk. People are gonna hate this.
0: (laughs) The same way I hated Jim Brewer, or love it, wish death upon him. See, I never really liked Jim Brewer. Like, I he's like one of those, like, just a really, really, really narrow band of what he can do. Yeah, you know, stoner, stoner, like um, party bro kind of yeah. comic yeah it's not like just story based right the Sa- same kind of um like a less funny uh Krishner Krishner Chrysler Chrysler, Chrysler. Kurtner. Um, so burnt Chrysler <laughs> <laughs> burnt Krishna uh, <laughs> so I mean I'm not a huge fan of him but the fact that he had an entire character on this around being a goat boy. Bob Crystals. It's like I mean I yeah, can't right. If they were available, I would have about 30 drops for of just goat boy, but I can't. Thank God. Um okay, so you find out eventually that this is a lamb baby and it's very subtle. You catch like little glimpses of it like reaching out an arm on the crib <gasps> and you're like fuck. And then f- the things got a baby hand. It's, it's- not until Peter shows up where it's fully revealed and right. that takes a while. Yeah. Like that's like chapter three of six or whatever. Like he, you see Peter like just as some random guy that gets kicked out of a car and starts walking the wilderness. Like you don't even know that he's going there with a purpose. Right. I wasn't paying No, attention. yeah, no, it was not clear. It seemed like he was just some hobo that showed up in their barn. Yeah.
1: I was so concerned. Like,
0: so here's this couple who lives
1: I mean, just yawns away from any place. Mm-hmm. And um, and they live a quiet life alone. Alone. I really can't stress this enough. Mm-hmm. More alone than you've ever been. You've never been this far away from other people. And, uh, and then this dude, like in a leather jacket, smoking cigarettes, gets kicked out of a car of ingrates. And starts walking towards their house and I was like oh shit this perfect little idyllic life that these these people got going on with their lamb baby is gonna get knocked all a a tousle it's gonna get Mm -hmm. all tousled up and what's this guy gonna do
0: and also he witnesses like the big turning point in the movie that we haven't talked about yet which is um sheep mom like the actual biological mother of the birth of Ada. Um, Ada. She, uh, Sheep Mom, you know, is really looking in their window. Pining for its pining child. for Ada. Ada. And, and, uh, Lamb is looking out the window longingly at, at, that Sheep Mom. Oh. And, um, it's really, really rough. At some point, like, they can't find Ada in the crib and find her with Sheep Mom. And, uh, finally maria gets fed up and shoots sheep mom in the fucking face yeah
1: <laughs> takes her out takes her out back and just yeah she does her just like
0: no she she's living on a farm now she's <laughs> able to go out wander mom we live on a farm yeah a different farm a better farm a farm in the sky mm. <laughs> And, yeah, um, but he
1: witnesses that yeah, so as Peter he shows up, as, as But as it turns out, Peter is the brother of... Uh, Ingvar. Ingvar. Yes, this is Ingvar's brother. And s- s- later we learn also a previous lover of uh, Maria. Right. And so, you know, not a stranger at all, but definitely gives us stranger vibes on his way there.
0: Right. And we're able to see what's actually going on through his eyes because it's... This is the first time that Ada is revealed, like, full, you know, full-bodied. Yeah. Which is, she's got the cutest little lamb head, little fluffy lamb head, and and a little toddler body.
1: Her mannerisms are the cutest. Yeah. I've never seen a real child that has mannerisms this fucking cute. Yeah. Uh, uh, Like, you're gonna, like, if you're a gal and you have strong mom-feel vibes when you see children, you're going to explode when you see this right. this, this child.
0: Your ovaries are going to start glowing through your, your skin, just strobing with estrogen.
1: I have a s- story a little bit. That's, I don't know if that's how
0: ovaries work. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming. The feminine body. That's what
0: happens when I feel testosterone. My balls start to glow. Right. Uh,
1: so when when we were pregnant when we were pregnant uh-huh. with our first with our first child.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Carrie um up until that point, Carrie's baby was the cat, Pi. And Pi was our just our whole world. We loved Pi. Mm-hmm. And and Carrie loved Pi with the fire of a thousand suns. And like, I mean, loved her, you know, would like move her face across her fur and be like, I love you, you know? And, uh, and, and one Charlotte night, was born, she's like, out of the way, you. Out of the way, you. No, but before Charlotte was born, one night, Carrie said, what if I gave birth, but it was to kitties? And I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, there's some weird girl shit going on in <laughs> you right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at this. This Man, is something, this... Something, something deep inside you that I don't get.
0: This would have been a good episode to have. A uh, female guest host. Yeah, I would have. Because maybe there's something there. Maybe there's a secret desire to to give birth to kittens and lambs.
1: Yeah, because when we're left in charge of it, you just get. There is only
0: one thing worse than a rapist.
1: <laughs> Boom, <laughs> a child. No,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at some point, it's just kind of glossed over. It's mentioned something about folk tales. Like, it, it's are yeah, no, barely touched on. Yeah,
1: it. they're they're watching a movie. The The real mama sheep is outside like, blah, yeah. blah, child, come to me. And they're like, I can't hear the movie. And Maria says to Ingvar, she says, what did he say? I missed it. And he goes, I don't know, something about fairy tales. Mm. And it's all so poetically perfect. You know, right. it's like the the baying of the real mom. Mm-hmm is what caused her to...
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, <laughs> who's to say who the real mom... They're both moms.
1: I'm sorry. We live
0: in a post-truth Even the society. father is a mom. That's right.
1: Post-truth people. Um,
0: um, yeah, so, that, I mean, that's really what this movie feels like is as a, as a folktale. The other thing it feels like is a, like a um, early 2000s music video. Feels oh, like yeah. it feels like a, a music video by um, uh, Michelle Gondry.
1: It feels like that. Where's your head's at? Where's your head at? Video with the monkeys, mm-hmm. and there are uh, there are little people faces on little monkeys mm-hmm. running around. Yeah,
0: it's just was like it a, I could see this as a, a as a like six minute music video, and it could tell basically the exact same story yeah, in no. six minutes. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's really no need to be a 2 hour long movie this definitely could have been a short film yeah um and you know uh, i guess there's stuff added to it by having it a feature length film but i don't know it made me feel feelings it it made me feel feelings too but it probably would have made me feel feelings and if it was 20 minutes long too and, and set to the basement jacks where's your head at right um what else what else we got going? So yeah, it's revealed to Peter like Ada comes out in her little cute little lamb baby toddlerness, and his reaction is, what the fuck is this?
1: What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Which is putting the proper voice, reaction. Putting voice to what the entire theater is thinking all at right.
0: once. Um, and Ingvar's response is, there's nothing further for us to talk about. You know, we have a lamb baby. It's end of discussion. He says, what is this?
1: <laughs> happiness is what he says. Right. He says, this is happiness. This yeah, is and that's, our-
0: that's really what it's about. It's like they've got a situation in which they've created, you know, a familial bliss their, their in this situation. Life. And taking, you know, the materials that are available to them. And they're very protective of that, even though... It's, you know, heavily hinted that this ain't right. Like, you you can't delude yourself. This isn't natural. Yeah, like this. You can't. You can't say this is a reality. You know,
1: it's not okay, right? And and this is this is like this gets to the the bottom of of the thing that I took away from the movie, which is, um, there are some things that are not for you. You know, and you can delude yourself into believing that that you that you can live a life with these things in tandem with these things, but they will ruin you. Right. You know, whether that be addiction, you know, like um, or or something you really you. You know, yeah, co- finding co- coveting, happiness, coveting things Yeah.
0: Finding happiness in the wrong places. Right. Like you can. You know, there's ways that you can feel that, but, you know, some of those things are foreboding for a reason. Right. Or just unnatural, or it's going to, there will be comeuppance later.
1: Right. In some some fashion, either, because it starts, it starts light, right? And the light start is shooting the, the, biological mom in the face mm. that's the light start because technically that's just a sheep yeah it's below us they're gonna it's do livestock yeah you eat those you know like mm-hmm. this is below us but that's the way it starts is by murdering the mother of this look at all that young fresh chick. <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah murdering the mother of this little lamb that's how that's like the first thing they have to do to get this life that they want. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, even just First, stealing, they take it from yeah, the mom. Yeah, just taking it yeah. from the mom.
1: Yeah. And so... Yeah,
0: and then the, the mom wants it back. I mean, you can't blame her. You're throwing... These
2: <laughs> innocent animals have urges they can't control. They're
1: they're throwing it out of balance. Exactly.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: And as soon as you throw something out of balance... Balance is the first thing that everything seeks
0: to go back to. Yeah. Um, Oops. Sorry. So you're kind of confronted by this. And then eventually Peter, like, takes Ada out into the field and is going to shoot her in the face. Yeah. Like her, like, sheep mom. But lucky for Ada, she's cute. She's fucking so cute. Peter couldn't do it. Yeah. Sheep yeah. mom should have thought about that. It's like, Did you think about being cute? <laughs> like, no. She defaulted to lifeless eyes, eyes black eyes, like a doll's eyes. That's not going to get you far. Like a doll's eyes. Um, let's see. So yeah, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but like, what do you think this is an allegory for? Other than what we just talked about. Like, is there anything, I mean, there's motherhood themes. There's, there's a lot of, um, wanting what you can't have. Yes. There's
1: a lot of, uh, the forbidden, uh, desire. Right. Right. Um, there's, so there's Peter, the story of Peter. And Mm -hmm. this is a man who's, uh, you know, who, who wants what he can't have. Right. Which is... Uh, Maria. Maria. And it's his brother's wife, and he's hitting on her all the time. Right. And then sometimes he gets a little rapey. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so that's... And also uses...
0: I mean, he eventually uses blackmail to try to... Right. ...to get her.
1: Yeah. G- granted, he was drunk, but that's just wanting more of what you shouldn't have or can't have, right? right? Um. So there's there's that. And I mean, that's... I mean, you can tell that Peter knows that this isn't okay, you know, Yeah. Um, because there's a scene where he's driving the tractor through the field pretty early on after they adopt Ada, and he breaks down crying. He stops the tractor, and he's like, right. oh, God, like, what are we doing? Right. Like, what is this? And yeah. And it's never mentioned, it's never said directly, but right. I think that's a, a big theme. Th- that may be the theme. But there's also like there's also this theme of like na- nature, something, 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 nature, mm-hmm. because there's this element of whatever this the fa- the real father of this thing mm-hmm. is, and it's simultaneously
0: natural and very unnatural, right? I'm I'm starting to think of of um some other things, so like. It's obvious that they've, they had a child before, but it's not clear, you know, whether it was a miscarriage or if they had a baby for a while or what happened or, or anything. But, um, you're never, you never see them talking about having another kid Mm -hmm. and there might be an element of, you know, maybe they can't have another baby for whatever reason. And yeah, their little
1: graveyard was full. It had three or four.
0: Yeah, it's not clear if those are all crucifixes, babies, but you know it could have been Grandpa. Sure, yeah, man know who knows Grandpa Ingvar.
1: She was definitely weeping over one grave. Right. right,
0: one of them was definitely marked Ada. And so, you know, if you're if you're put in a position where you can't have children, and it's like you're bumping up against the reality of nature, biology, yeah. like genetics. And that's a hard thing to bump up against when, if it goes against your desires. Because it's final. And so that's d- definitely like one of the themes here too because, you know, it's like, I mean, what do you do if you keep having miscarriages? Do you keep trying? Like sure, that's I mean, kind yeah. of what you have to do and it's – you're, you have to confront nature you know you have to confront uh, like things out of your control yeah and try to make the best out of it and um, yeah I think it's it's touching on on that as well um, I think we've talked about pretty much everything in, except the ending. so the ending is really puts the cap on this whole story and it's pretty intense and really what makes this a horror movie. <laughs> like it's uh well we should mention
1: i i should mention the moment where i knew this movie was doing something th- to me i for the first uh third of this movie i was like what is happening what are they even going for and then when peter well, not when peter peter uh what's the brother's name the brother's name is peter oh the brother's name is peter ingvar is who i'm thinking so when peter shows up I felt dread. Right. And that's when I realized, oh, this is very slowly building mm-hmm. suspense and dread within me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was so wrapped up in what was going to happen to poor little Ada, uh Ada, uh when Peter took her out into the yard and mm-hmm. was threatening her with a gun. <clears throat> right. And then it just keeps building slowly, 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 and very background. If you're not like super in tune with uh, with your empathy centers, then maybe maybe this won't hit you, uh, like as strongly as. But I didn't even realize. Like I'm, I usually am very aware of my tenseness, but I it snuck up on me. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
1: it's it's definitely throughout. It's building suspense.
0: Yeah, and throughout the movie you're confronted with Ada doesn't really feel natural in this family like she leaves and and they find her with sheep mom like there's a point towards the end where they're watching soccer or some sport that I've never seen before did you know what sport that was handball handball yeah it's in the Olympics wow okay um do they also have dodgeball If you can dodge a hand, you can dodge a ball. Kickball, (laughs) Olympic kickball. Um, so, so there's a point where she leaves because it's like it's kind of weird. The animalistic tendencies of of humanity are kind of displayed because they're very aggressive and they're like they're drunk watching sports. They're drunk. They're like angry watching the sports unfold, which is also kind of how I view people when they watch sports. I'm like. Why does this matter so deeply to you? Yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like a little lamb, baby. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Poor Ada, she
1: was all she got all shook by the adults yelling and stuff, and she just wanted to go outside.
0: So she walks outside, and and the there dog is, is out there, and there's some kind of presence, and the dog is shook. looking shook, and then you hear the the dog bork, and uh, and then the dog don't bork no Arr. more. Yeah. Yeah. So something's there. Some kind of monster. Some kind of comeuppance is coming. And in the end, it does come. Because uh, Ingvar is out walking Ada in the fields. And he gets shot through the chest. Suddenly. And uh, shot several times. And then it pans over. And there's a goat man. Or a ram man. Yeah. There's a.
2: I oh, don't know. Uh, well, I just think me. Uh... <laughs>
0: he took issue. Yeah, oh, with yeah. them taking obviously his child. Yes, because the other question you're asking is like, did Ingvar fuck a sheep? Oh, What's the whole on? way
1: through, you're like,
0: <laughs> who fucked the sheep? Hmm.
1: So did Ingvar <laughs> fuck the sheep or?
2: These innocent animals have urges they can't control. I should know I'm half grown.
0: And I'm so, the So, Goat Boy shows up and fucking shoots Ingvar several times and then takes Ada by the hoof hand. Little hoof. Little hoof. And, uh,.
1: They walk Would off. thou
0: give thy dainty hoof in marriage? <laughs> he takes Ada oh, Sir lot <laughs> <laughs> He takes Ada and just walks off into the distance. And then you're just heartbroken as Maria discovers the Ingvar shot and it's crushing sees this you know, goat she's, man she's, she's has lost, taken off she's her. She's lost everything. And that's where it ends. It's a real real bummer, very melancholy and very like
1: suddenly scary
0: yeah like
1: very i mean i don't know it's
0: oh man yeah it's so we uh, i'm i'm looking forward to the sequel i know i was thinking M- are they going to revenge lamb 2 it's going to be like you know rambo first blood part 2
1: <laughs> <laughs> lamb 2 uh, yeah lambs <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: well, I just think me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, <lands. laughs> oh, we can't stop here. This is bad country. Let's keep moving. So, I mean, that's how it ends. So, it's an effective movie. Uh, it is very, very um slow. slowly paced. Mm-hmm. It was engaging. I, I don't think I ever like had an urge to check my watch or anything. Yeah. No. like it. It was um, an interesting story and and really paced out well, even though it was slow. Yes. Um, but it's for that reason it's hard for me to like highly recommend this to you know general audiences. Like, I'm I'm wondering who who I'd recommend this to if if you.
1: Yeah, if my dad are- watched this, he'd be
0: like, "Well, so is a sheep." <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> I feel like. Why do you care about that sheep so much?
0: And I wonder uh, what it tastes like when you right. kill it. Yeah. Okay. Um So I mean if if you really like you know A twenty four, kind of the, the more like um, moody, melancholy A twenty four stuff, if you like Ghost Story, um this is another one of those types of movies. I I would back off. I think it's also like if you like gr- The Green Knight, like this this feels like a pretty good companion piece to that. Yes, to be
1: more that, more more that, but I would definitely I mean, I would back off on comparing it to a ghost story um because ghost story is so slow and nothing happens. It's just a mood. And this is uh, while it is it does have a mood to it, it is much more a movie um i think yeah i think if i would recommend this to 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 people who like movies like do you like movies like do you like seeing the 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 one the the big ones you know this feels to me like like something that will shake their their idea about what a movie can be Mm -hmm. kind of you know
0: yeah, I mean, I guess if, yeah, I think you have a desire to expose people to it, like, which I respect. I'm, I'm just thinking of, like, who would, cite unseen, if I didn't know anything about them, who would I recommend this to? And I'd find it really hard to be like, well, I know this person likes the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be like... Well, yeah. if, if you, you liked like, Infinity War, you're going to love Lamb. Yeah,
1: it's much more an art piece, like if you're into art piece Yeah, movies. if you like,
0: I mean, it's a foreign film. Like, it's a, if you like foreign films, even then I'd kind of hesitate. <laughs> like, this, this is a really specific lane. Um, but for those people and for, like, the people that are into, um, you know, if you call it a film and not a movie, then, you know, you should see this movie, this if film. Halloween fans, maybe not so much. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my final recommendation. Let's move on to the Rotten Tomatoes game.
2: Uh, well, I just think...
0: me. Okay, so this is going to be a farm-themed Rotten Tomatoes game.
1: Okay, if you're not familiar with the Rotten Tomatoes game... It's a, it's a little game that we play that you know, pits two movies against each other, and i got to figure out the higher Rotten Tomatoes score.
0: Right. So this is the critic's score. You have to decide which is the higher critic's score. Okay. Bonus points if you... Name the movie. ...guess within... Let's say guess within two points of the percentage. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll add that to the game. Okay. Um, okay, so the theme today... I was trying to find a um, sheep-based horror movies and there's only really two now (laughs) the witch and this the witch is a goat i apologize for burping i
1: uh oh yeah yeah by the way uh by the way actually (laughs) so uh this is notable um the real Mm b-wizzle came back we read his or her review Mm -hmm. uh before it was like it said mean things about us Came back and said, changing my originally harsh review and apologize. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking nuttin' up. Mm. Like, like, first of all, thank you for saying that you're changing rev- your review and now we're cool. Yeah. And he, now
0: I apologize for belching in your ear.
1: He says, I guess you've read the review and changed what I was upset about. But anyway, thank you for your in-depth review of Midnight Mass. How incredible the final breakdown episode was. Obviously, you put your heart into it. Uh, as light and hilarious it, it is at times, great show. Thank you. No, thank you to real bee whizzle
0: Um, yeah, you're better than all those those faux bee whizzles. Yeah, this is the real one. Um, okay, so uh, they're not all horror movies. Okay,
1: that's fine. Yeah, we're just, it's just uh, but the right they're, all
0: sh- uh, they're all they're all farm based. Okay, couldn't even find all sheep based. Okay, so they're farm. Are all of them babe? (laughs) First up, Black Sheep from 2006. That's
1: not farm, babe. Oh, oh.
0: (laughs) No, not the Chris Farley one. No, Black Sheep is... uh, I I have a synopsis for each of them, too. So, Black Sheep is sheep-fearing Henry returns to his brother's uh, New Zealand farm, hoping his sibling will buy out his shares of the property. However, he finds... Uh, what he finds are genetically altered sheep that prey on humans and turn their victims into undead woolly killers.
1: <laughs> is the other one the the dark and the wicked? No. That's kind of sheep based.
0: The other one is Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> when Babe accidentally puts Farmer Hoggett's uh, Farmer Hoggett in traction, the debtors come looking for their payments in order to pay their debt. Mrs. Hoggett sends Babe off across the ocean to the city to demonstrate his talents as a sheep herder okay so babe pig in the city versus black sheep
1: i have to guess which one has a higher higher score and bonus
0: point if you come within two points
1: it's gotta be babe pig in the city okay the first babe the first babe was spectacular I i gotta imagine this is the second babe yeah um it's probably fallen a little farther from the tree i'm gonna guess it was at 86
0: okay Wrong. Wrong what? Black Sheep won with 72%. Babe, Pig in the City, uh, 65% wrong. Rotten tomato score. Jesus.
1: Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Babe, uh, really, that was your loss, not mine.
0: Okay, next up. This film we are reviewing right now, Lamb, uh, about, well, we just talked about what it was about, mm. versus Shaun of the Sheep movie, which is... All is well oh, yeah. at Mossy Bottom Farm, except yeah. for the fact you, you know what the, the movie is.
1: Yeah, yeah, the guy who does the Wallace and Gromit movie. Mm-hmm. Um, This definitely uh, is higher. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's probably sitting in the 96 uh, realm. Mm.
0: Uh,
2: well, I just think... me. <laughs>
0: Wrong. So it's actually Shaun of the Sheep movie, which got a ninety nine percent, one point away from perfect. Just what? One out of a hundred critics thought, "No, nah, it's not for me." All of the rest of them were like, "Yes." What? Shaun of the Sheep movie. What's happening? That's my jam. <laughs> Lamb got eighty six percent. What?
1: What's happening? Right now?
0: What is So you got you got to answer all of them correct now. Like not doing not doing well. Okay, next up. The Witch from you know, The Witch, the uh, 1630 New England panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife and their children when the youngest son Samuel suddenly vanishes. And then 1995's Babe. About Babe the Pig. I don't
1: I don't have any idea now. Like,
0: everything's just all
1: weird and upside down. Feel like who? Who's giving Lamb bad reviews? What's not bad? They- Eighty-six is really good. Yeah, but that means that fourteen percent of them have negative shit to say about this. I, who are these people?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I could definitely see people say negative things about Lamb. I just, I can't. It's not, it's not for everyone.
1: But reviewers, though, you think all these pretentious dickheads would be like, "Oh yeah, let me lick my..." Uh, Okay, well, there's
0: there's Gene Siskel, you know, there's the Gene Siskels out there. They're like, "Ah, I didn't like it that the that it had one hoof." (laughs) Thank you, Gene. Um,
1: (laughs) uh, Let's see here, boy. uh, Okay, so the witch
0: versus pig, or witch versus babe.
1: Okay, well, Babe is a crowd pleaser. It's a audience favorite. It's a family movie. I'm going to say Babe and I'm going to say real high. I'm going to say 94.
0: Ooh, so close. Babe is the winner. Yeah. 97%. So, just 1 point away from point getting that off. extra point. That was so close. Okay. Um, but you're you're on your way. You could still win this. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up is isolation, uh, which is about a genetic experiment goes horribly wrong at a remote Irish dairy farm. Versus Chicken Run, this engaging stop motion claymation adventure tells the story of an American rooster who falls in love with a gorgeous hen on a British farm. Another uh, yeah one by Wallace and Gromit people.
1: Oh, man, I don't know. He scored so well before. I, I'm going to go with Chicken Run, and I'm going to say it's sitting right around in 87.
0: Chicken Run won 97% man. versus Isolation, which got 64%.
1: 97? This man can do no wrong.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, last one. So you've already lost, but maybe you can get that extra point. Yeah. I can get it. Pull it out. All right, Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. the 1973 animated version. I watched that a month ago. Versus Animal Farm from 1999. Oh, Based on was George a, Orwell's Animal Farm. There was a farm.
1: 1999 Animal Farm?
0: Yeah, it had John Lithgow on it, apparently. You mean from
1: Third Rock?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Huh. Wait, what? Sure, so Charlotte's Web versus Animal Farm. I
1: got to imagine that Charlotte's Web, the longtime classic uh, that everybody's seen, is scoring higher. And also, I'm going to say, you know, time has been kind to it, and it'll be right around a 92.
0: You You would think, and you're correct. It is Charlotte's Web, but it's only 77%. Rotten Tomato Score. Wow. wow. Um yeah, Animal Farm only got forty percent. So it must have been a really shitty adaptation. So that's uh Rotten Tomatoes Game. You lose. Good day, Good sir. day, sir. Yeah. Um all right, let's move on to horror movie whores. Oh, uh, oh, uh. Let's check our voicemail. We just got a voicemail. We just got a voicemail. We just got a voicemail. Let's see who it's from. It's from... There is only one thing worse than a rapist. Boom. From a child. A child. No. Where did we leave off? Uh, wherever it's no longer... Well, just start somewhere. There you go. Back in... Oh, let me refresh. These are from back in, like, September.
1: Yeah. Well, that's accurate. That's accurate. <sighs> We got a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, we won't go over all of these, but... Of course not. Okay. Here we go.
5: This is old T-Butt Jones again from Ohio. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just me being amped up on pre-workout or not, but you guys are really fucking pissing me off on this episode. Uh, You're talking about finest women in horror, and nobody has mentioned... Alexandra Daddario, who was in fact created in a lab for my pleasure. Uh, wow, uh, you guys really much? fucking up, and she's going to be very, very disappointed if she ever hears this episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hopefully, I don't have to call back again. But you know what? This episode's not over, so I guess i will have to wait and see. See, bye.
0: Didn't I mention Alexandra Daddario? I don't know. I feel like I. Uh, that is okay. if i didn't that was an over uh, overlook because here's the thing i'm going to say you're right that's uh, yeah if i was to put like jennifer aniston against Alexandra didario like she would win
1: here's a thing that only i can do who's that <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you watch the first season of true detective yeah oh <laughs> yeah exactly oh. oh. or white lotus she was just on on hbo oh yeah Oof. Oof. Was that T Butt Pickens? <laughs> Who was T Butt Pickens? Was that his name? Uh, T Butt Jones. T Butt Jones. Some- something. All right. <laughs> Thanks, T Butt. This
6: <laughs> is Michael, and I was wondering if I need to watch Paranormal Activity in order. I'm not sure, but y'all seem to like them. And Bryce, uh, you into ass eating? Apparently. <laughs> uh, Damn me.
1: First of all, Michael, can you chill the fuck out? (laughs) Please, can you calm down in Ohio?
0: Is Ohio, like, overstimulated? I think I've gone on the record and said, like, I'm not into the idea of ass eating. Your kids are just in the other room, so I hope not. I mean, I just... That doesn't seem appealing (laughs) to me. I don't even eat menudo, so... Like, I can't imagine. Maria Menudo? Manunos, you mean? <laughs> I, I, thought her name was Men- I don't eat tripe, is what I'm trying to say. Oh. Um, so. Hi, <laughs> I'm Maria Menudo. <laughs> uh, so, Paranormal Activities. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, watch. I mean, just watch the first three.
1: No, no. I say watch all of them. In I mean, watch. I was oh, sure. Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm order, like,
0: no. Watch them in order of release.
1: It's It's... It's a fun time. And but
0: start with one, two, and three.
1: Oh, I'm so excited! New the, the the new paranormal activity is going to be coming out on Paramount Plus. Bryce, we have to uh, spring for Paramount Plus. Okay, that was so easy. He just said, okay. "Yeah, why not?" Okay, let's do it.
7: Hey guys, this is Sam from Texas. Uh, long time, first time. I'm calling uh, in regards to the after show for Midnight Mass. Uh, I finished watching it just last night. I really enjoyed it. It's a fantastic show. I'm a big fan of Mike Flanagan's work. Um, I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts and uh, not necessarily tell you guys are wrong or anything like that, but just kind of give my, my thoughts and two cents on how, um, how, how I felt about it. Um, overall, the characters were fantastic. The writing was great. Performances were top-notch. Um, and I was just happy to see the return of a gothic vampire, uh, you know, in, in that story. And honestly, you know, I'm just glad there's no, more, no there weren't any sparkling or pretty vampires in there, because uh, if I see another one of those, it'll be too soon, honestly. Um, the themes were extremely, you know, well clearly communicated. Uh, and, and sometimes a little too heavy-handed, in, in my opinion. And, and, not, and it has nothing to do with whether I agree with them or not. It, because I, I, you know, I do, I do like that they covered both sides of, uh, the argument there, which is great. Um, where I felt it got a little too heavy-handed was at the end. And it, it kind of, I'll give you an example. On episode four, so when spoilers. Riley and Aaron share with each other what they think, what happens when you die, they both share the different, you know, different perspective uh, and you know, uh, points of view of what, what they think happens, which I thought was great. <clears throat> but then, on at the very end, uh, on episode seven, when Aaron is actually dying, laying on the ground, dying and bleeding out, it cuts back to what she really thinks happens when you die. And so, it, and it's a little different from what she said the first time, which was cool. But I felt like it was a, a little redundant in a way. Uh, I feel like it almost would have been better if in episode four, when there, when Riley says what he thinks, and then he asks, uh, Aaron, what she thinks before she said anything, I think it would have been better to just cut away and leave the audience wondering like, well, what does she really think happens when you die? And then at the very end on episode seven, we get to see what she, and we can come back to that scene and, and see what she thinks of when you die. Uh, which I thought would have been a little bit better, and a little less heavy handed or redundant. Um, Overall, I really love the show. Uh, I, I'd give it a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, I love Mike Flanagan's work. The only thing I would say about his work that is probably kind of undermines a lot of the horror, or the scary bits, is that he focuses a bit too much on the drama and too much on the tragedy of these characters, um, which is great because that's what you want for horror. That's what gives it a three-dimensional world and characters and believability and all that. But sometimes it's a little too, too focused on that to the point where it just kind of undermines the horror and the scary bits and you feel like you're watching a drama with little you know little bits of horror is peppered throughout rather than the other way around.
0: Yeah, I mean I get it. Like and that's when I see any kind of criticisms of Midnight Mass. It's all around the monologues that it's a little too heavy-handed or like okay, it is very play-like. Like it feels like it's kind of playwriting, you mm-hmm. know, like you're in a you're in a room and you can't show everything you're you're going to state like what this is about. Just explicitly. goes to show you,
1: you can't please everyone all the time, you know, because th- for me that was, the, it was dead on. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And I, I, I really like having a space for these types of monologues. Hor- horror movies where it's like, no, you're going to, you know, kind of you know, just have a lengthy monologue talking about, philosophy or or like these bigger ideas like I find that very interesting there's plenty of you know there's plenty of horror movies that are straight ahead action or horror movies that are you know um a little more tight with the you know emotionality and don't dwell as much on the drama and uh I think there's a big place for this I am I love them Like I can't, I can't get enough of this stuff. So no, no complaints from me. Agreed.
1: Next caller.
0: Thanks for your call, by the way.
8: Hey, uh, this is Rob from Cincinnati, Ohio. I was just uh, finishing Midnight Mass actually for the second time. And I was just calling. The only question that I still have about this whole show is uh, the. the
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry, Rob.
8: At Mass, actually, for the second time, and I was just calling. The only question that I still have about this whole show is, uh, the, the angel, uh, at one point starts talking, and, uh, it's like, uh, replicating this guy's voice, and Man. I don't know if that ever comes back. Is that something that would, like, pin it down to whether it's, like, an angel or a vampire? Um, I love the show overall. Uh, I would definitely put it up, uh, Probably even past Hill House. Like, for a good entry level for this dude's uh, repertoire, I, w- I would definitely put Midnight Mass as my favorite. Maybe it just means more to me, but it's a really, really good show. And I listen to your guys' uh, after podcast. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just uh, keep it up. And uh,
0: yeah. thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, spoilers for Midnight Mass throughout this whole voicemail section, apparently. But pretty sure it's a vampire and that yeah. it wasn't actually an angel from god right i yeah. think that was relatively clear
1: not to be not to be hey not to hey i don't like the way you talk to rob just now can you can you you apologize? know what rob <laughs> fuck
0: you <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on all right
3: how I was
6: going, you stupid, perfect, gorgeous babies. This is a Jackal from Arkansas. And um I just gotta commend you guys on your your midnight mass intro. Um, I went to church growing up in a, a Church of Christ setting, right? Right. So I don't know if you guys know the the full bullshit involved in that but like there's no instruments it's just like old people singing
3: Mm -hmm. and (laughs)
6: the midnight mass intro perfectly encapsulates that and i really appreciate it
3: also this show
6: kicks ass so far you guys um good intro um (laughs) to an amazing series and what seems to be a really good uh, a source for growth for you guys. Um, again, I'm not going to stop. Watch fucking Squid Game on Netflix, you guys.
1: I'm not kidding.
6: Um, it's going to kick your ass. It's great. I tried. Uh Anyway, have a great night. I love you all. And um, uh, hail horror movie talk.
9: Amen. Uh, mm,
0: oh, thank you. Jackal's such a sweetie. I love Jackal. Thank you for appreciating that intro. Because I Bryce, I can't tell Bryce. you I, I mean, can't tell you how much I enjoyed the concept of doing a church service as the, the podcast. And not enough people have appreci- have loved it.
1: We we kinda I mean we kind of storyboarded the concept of that together. Um but you definitely built it. Like definitely built the musicality of it.
0: Yeah, it was uh I think I I had the... um, You wrote
1: the lyrics.
0: I had the... I had, like, a template just taken from Bly Manor, and then I was like, "Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed about this idea, and, like, I'm... It was a good one. I don't... I'm not sure we should do it, and you're like, tell it. And I said that, like, what if we did, like, a... Yes. Like an actual hymn opening with, like, an opening prayer, like a full-on church service, and you're like, that's perfect. It is. We need to do that. Yeah, it's... And so you encouraged me, and, and, uh, yeah, it was... It was great. I'm glad that you encouraged that cuz I think it works out really well for it. Squid Game, I think I started oh, the first yeah. episode and I was like, eh.
1: "It's got subtitles." I guess it's, it's got okay. Got subtitles. I'm so stupid. Look at me. I'm stupid American. Uh, duh, duh, duh. I'm just racist
0: so I can't Right. I can't appreciate. Actually, I just watched uh just today I finished um Memory of a Murder her memories of a murder. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, a uh, what's it? Bong Joon-ho's one of his movies. Yeah. was all right. It's all right. It's all right. Cool. Um, let's see. Is this still
1: getting pr- getting pretty deep into uh deep space 9 over here. You're still holding out? Mm, yeah, no thanks. See, you're just holding out. Here's the thing though.
0: I don't like the captain.
1: You're just holding out. You're letting you're letting one person's opinion of it
0: no, Sully no. The, well, for a long time I, that was the that
1: was the. I remember,
0: I remember watching like the pilot episode and a couple episodes in when it came out. And I was like, eh, it's, it's not TNG.
1: That was, was twenty five years ago or more. Yeah, it was like twenty six years ago. You're a different person. You would appreciate it. It's good. Next caller.
5: How's it going, guys? Uh, I know I'm a little late to the party on this one, but I just finished uh, Midnight Math last night. And I loved the show. I was like straight up addicted to. I finished it in two days. Um, and I loved it all the way up till about the last twenty or so minutes. I only took two issues with it. One being, I loved how the whole show had like an original take um, to a certain degree on um, you know the vampire mythos and stuff, or used the original. Uh, mythos to tell an original story.
4: Uh, but at the
5: same time, it kind of ended just like every vampire movie, uh, you know, 30 Days and Night, Interview with a Vampire, fucking, o- almost every horror movie, like Freddy versus Jason, they did this, where they just, you know, it ends with, we gotta defeat the monsters by burn- either burning everything or um, keeping them out until the sun comes up. So I... I was kind of hoping because it was being so original that it, you know, would have more of a original or unique ending. Um, And the other one was when Erin has her inner monologue about, you know, basically just basic metaphysics, you know, it kind of just, everything she was saying, I heard all throughout high school, anybody who, uh, you know, took mushrooms for the first time or was in metaphysics, has heard this and um, yeah, so that was probably, that was like my only beef. It kind of took me out of the whole, like everything that was happening. And I felt like I was at a Ted talk. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, the yeah, it's the, the big complaints are the monologues and the ending. Okay. But they didn't, the, people yeah, didn't like the ending. People thing, didn't like the monologues. This
1: thing where it's like, I didn't like it because it did, it did this very classical thing in straight storytelling. How dare they do a
0: very satisfying
1: ending. The reason fire bad burned down village good works is because it hits on a evolutionary scale like like we came up with fire you know like this is uh, like the tool the first tool that arguably could have made man the thing he is mm-hmm. and there's something very powerful about about it and the way and harnessing it for using as it like this is this is this is so such a primal perfect example of a way to deal with something and and to uh, to purify like the idea of purification through fire like this is basic storytelling stuff like this is Super right, super core.
0: Yeah, it's not just that, but like the whole theme of that episode was revelations, which is you know the world being purified by fire. Like it's it kind of puts a capstone to the religious themes, right? Pretty explicitly because that's basically what Bev said. But I love the
1: I love that you're giving us things to riff on here. Right, I do. Hi, this
10: is Glittercore, time listener, first-time caller. Um, I just That's wanted to true. let, you know, I, so I'm on episode four of, um, the night and I'm not going to lie. The first two episodes were pretty rough for me. I just was not getting into the groove of it, but I trusted you guys and kept watching and, um, so I have like one real question and then a bunch of afterthoughts. Um, I noticed that atheist is talked about a lot, but not anti theist. Um, I was always under the impression atheist is like, you don't believe in God, but anti-theist is you don't believe in religion at all. Just wondering your guys' thoughts on those two words, and I know um, you guys are pretty up and up on the religious stuff, but I'm curious about what your thoughts are on that. Um, Okay, so anyway, when when I found out Erin lost her baby, um definitely my first thought was can there be a whole episode about riley like trying to put a baby back inside her because riley seems like the type to be like i hate myself so much i got something to prove and that'd be like an interesting fest of somebody who's like oh i can fix her by putting a baby inside her um when the mom's blood or whoever's blood was boiling in the tube totally remind me of the thing mm-hmm. when they were testing their blood when I think it was David said, it was an accident, um, totally out loud laughed in the car by myself. And then um, sometimes Pastor or Father Paul's pain that he has quite randomly looks like he's got a surprise painful boner or is mm-hmm. maybe trying mm-hmm. to hold back like a explosive diarrhea My anyway um episode three and four definitely got me more hooked and i definitely will continue it and finish it um i love you guys bye
0: thanks glitter i don't she was she was on the stream last night and oh yeah she was she she always brings a lot to the party oh yeah she's talking about her three inch clit and it's hot you know
1: Something to suck on.
0: Um, um, so, now, hang
1: on, hang on. I want to. I want to do the thing. Okay. The anti-theist. I don't know exactly what that is. This is the first time I've heard it mentioned. Mm-hmm. But if an anti-theist doesn't believe in religion, well, then they're just dumb <laughs> because religion exists, <laughs> like all over the place. You can't just not believe in religion
0: because there's tons of them. Oh, sure. Catholicism. <laughs> you're going to believe those bedtime stories that your mother taught, told you about that Catholicism exists? So if that definition of anti-theist is to be
1: believed, that's just dumb. <laughs> the atheist is, if you're going to be something, at least just be an, a- an atheist, somebody who doesn't believe in God.
0: Right. I mean, there there's this thing. It, it feels like the most vocal atheists are the ones that are just... That are literally anti religion, right. like they're right. It's not just like, yeah, I don't believe that, yeah. They, and just it, it's literally like, I another religion around, not another believing in religion around, right? <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, glad that you uh are, are picking up on Midnight Mass episode three or four. That's where it really starts getting good, in my oh, opinion, yeah. too. Yeah, um, all right, thanks, Glittercore. Oh yeah, I I think I agree. There there should be an episode where it's just Riley and um maybe and not Aaron like, fucking. maybe not like face shots. So of it's Riley. like maybe just No, maybe I think I body. think it should be. I I think it should be the just the entire thing. So like it'll go episode, you know, book 1, The Gospel, you know, book 2, Lamentations, book 3, Fuck this. <laughs> uh, the, Anal Angels five. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Anal so angels. yeah, that wouldn't work if they want to <laughs> make a baby. Okay, let's see. Here we go.
4: It's your boy Bugs calling in from my way back from Pennsylvania and Maryland. I was camping. Now I'm on my way back to Florida. Florida, the home of Tom Brady. Anywho, Bryson, you, David, it's your boy Bugs, Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. I'm excited. For the Halloween 4 official Titties HM review and being a part of it at the end of this month. We got Halloween Kills coming out. Most anticipated film since 8-18 with Jamie Lee Curtis and her woke old yogurt eating ass. And then I get to do my
5: review with you guys.
4: Love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Stay tuned. It's your boy,
1: Bugsy Myers. What's up, guys?
0: So we've established that that was Bugsy and that he'll be on the show for covering Halloween 4.
1: Yeah, he'll be at the end of the month. We'll we'll review Halloween 4. Bryce, I got to tell you, I'm uh, I'm a little concerned. I have... About? About the episode with Bugsy. He seems... I mean, I've never talked to him, you know, over the phone or anything like that. We had Bugsy on, didn't we? I don't know. Didn't we
0: have Bugsy on a show?
1: No, you uh, may be thinking of Babyface Billy. Oh
0: uh, yeah, we did Babyface. But
1: uh, but B- Bugsy seems uncontrollable, inconsolable, completely out of his mind. He's 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 he's. I don't know if we're going to be able to get a word in edgewise.
0: Uh we'll see. Yeah,
1: y- stick around to see what that review. Is
0: well, like. the 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 benefit of having him calling through Zoom and not being in the room is I can just. Press mute.
1: Ooh, he's gonna hate that. You could you can't do that to Bugsy.
0: Well, I wouldn't tell him. All right. Well, apparently he's not a huge listener because we talked on the uh the uh, stream last night and mentioned Midnight Mass. There's, there's several points in, in Hush where it talks about Midnight Mass, and he's like, This is the first time I ever heard. It. What's Midnight Mass? <laughs> like, okay. It's only the last like eleven episodes of the
1: of the feed. How much cocaine have you done, right? <laughs>
11: Yeah, hello, it's Elizabeth. Um, so I'm only going to leave this one voicemail um, and then be done with it about 13 ghosts. Um, so um, <laughs> I actually an don't really of know any of the backstory of 13, of 13 ghosts. ghosts. I actually never had the DVD. I actually only saw the movie like a couple months ago. Didn't even know there were backstories, so that's not the reason I like the movie. The reason I like it is I just think it's really well done. I mean... I guess I could see where people would call it a crappy movie, maybe like, you know, like Final Destination is a crappy movie, but at the same time, like, it's a good movie. So it's a good, bad movie, I guess you could say. So I don't know. Also, The Jackal is, like, absolutely terrifying, and I was freaked out by that thing. Um, and also, I do not have a thing for Matthew Lillard. I just think he's a fantastic actor. I think every thing I've seen him in, he has played the role so perfectly that's why I like him so much. I actually don't really think he's that attractive, but he's awesome. So, um, also, uh, I'll never let you guys live this down. Host, 9 out of 10, come on. Okay,
1: bye. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Elizabeth, I, I'm going to be a super honest. I have no idea what to say after that call. Like, you've just left me so speechless with all of your opinions. I feel... I feel like the people who leave us
0: bad reviews must feel
1: like where they're like, they just have to get it out. They're just like, these fucking idiots are so stupid. I can't even... uh!"
0: See, I'll agree with you that 13 Ghosts is a good, bad movie. Like, that is... What does that mean? If you want to watch, like, a dumb horror movie with friends, that would be, like, on that list. Because it's not... It's 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 a dumb horror movie. Like, I, I, I get it. I, I can see enjoyment from some aspects, but uh, it's not a good movie. When The other thing is, like, Matthew Lillard being really good at anything he's in. Like, anything he's in is basically him being Matthew Lillard. Yeah, it's because,
1: not acting. It's just him. The closest he gets to acting is Scooby-Doo. Well, probably SLC Punk, but I haven't seen that. I don't think so. I think that's literally just Matthew oh. Lillard playing okay. Matthew Lillard.
0: Well, we respect your opinion, Yeah. Elizabeth. Thanks for well, sticking it through. I don't really respect
4: it. So. <laughs> hey, this is Robert Carter from Provo, Utah. You guys have a really cool show. You're, I love you guys. Thank you. Super cool. Um, your most recent one, I think, is Ernest, Scared Stupid. Yes. And I think that... Um,
0: of course, the more that one, be on this w- one.
4: You guys gave it a little too low of a score. I think that that's a really good movie. A, I think it um, is a really good kid um, horror movie. Um, also, I have a suggestion for a movie you guys should do later, which is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Uh, it's uh, by, directed by the Kyoto brothers. It's a really good movie. Uh I think you guys should uh, review that one. And, um, P.S., you guys should keep the body humor. No matter what people say, it's, it's funny. It's good. You should keep it. Uh, alright. See you then. Bye.
1: Thank you, Robert. It's Robert, right? Um,
0: I think it's Robert. I know so many people and was a Robert for so long in the my life. What the fuck does that not mean? Not that I'm not like being a um what's it called? I'm I'm not trying to be condescending. Uh-huh. But I'm just doing the math. Provo. Right. Um definitely like feels the fact that he's saying potty humor like I think, I think mean, we mentioned Robert, I think we referred to it that way Robert 50%. you you have to be Mormon, right? Like I don't know we have at least one of the l- listener that is Mormon as well. And uh, I love it.
1: Robert's a sweetheart, number one. Number two, uh, Robert, I understand what you're saying. Is, is it Robert? Am I kidding? Yes, Robert? it's Robert. Okay, good. Number two, um, I get what you're saying about Ernest being like, it's a good kids movie. But my, I, my the way I geared my score for that movie was my enjoyment of it now as an adult. And like I said, like if you had to talk to eight-year-old or 10-year-old me, I'd have been like, easy. 8 9 this may be mm-hmm. this may be better than Schindler's list
0: <laughs> I mean if you're saying it's a good kids movie it's putting it up against every other kids movie it's like ah uh, it doesn't to me it doesn't hold up outside of nostalgia for me uh, but i mean my kids loved it so you know what do i know i loved it when i was a kid but yeah we're mostly giving it our score from our enjoyment at the time of watching
1: i'm going to say this right now robert you call back into the show every episode. Yes. I want to hear your takes on the things we need to do and the things we do.
0: And, um, yeah, we'll try to keep up the potty. I don't think we've explicitly said no more potty humor.
1: Not yet, but I'm thinking about getting rid of it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, don't. Robert doesn't want that.
9: Hey, guys. It's Ian. Um, I have a few things I want to say real quick, so I'll try to be quick. Um, midnight mass and after shows, they're fucking awesome. Um, Mike Flanagan, I can't wait till his next show comes out. He's a genius. He was great. Um, another thing is, Bryce, I'm sending you hugs through the phone because there's a couple times that show made me cry and then the after show made me cry once. Um, When the show, when Riley and his dad were on the boat, having that conversation, and then when Aaron and Riley were talking about death, it made me think about my father, and I blubbered like a baby. And then when you are talking about it and getting choked up on the after show, I started crying again. (laughs) So, Bryce, I'm giving you hugs through the phone. Another thing is, Hans, please come back to the group. A lot of us miss you and love you like Elizabeth said. So don't listen to any of the haters. Please come back. You are great. We love you. Yeah. And the last thing is, guys, thanks for helping me with my uh, Patreon membership fiasco or whatever it was going on. And thank you so much for giving me the great, awesome, entertaining show that makes my week so much better. Seriously. I appreciate it. And I love you guys. Horror Movie Talks the best.
0: Thanks, Ian. Ian's so great. Ian is the best. He is an angel for going through the bullshit that Patreon put yeah, it, us through.
1: It, has, it was an
0: anomaly.
1: It's yeah. never happened before. But he Went
0: a- through like weeks and weeks to get to the answer from Patreon of like, oh yeah, our shit's fucked up. <laughs> and then they just shrugged and were like, <laughs> like, well, we'll tell our developers that our thing is broke.
1: Okay, but don't you, hold your breath. You take a good percentage of our earnings. Maybe you could uh maybe you could do this. Yeah. Like t- really take care of it. Nah.
0: So that was the last call. Thanks Ian for for calling in. There's been a couple people that have you know t- reached out and said that they appreciated my uh opening up about my dad on probably what was that the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're a patron and you've listened to the after pods like there's probably several extended sessions about me crying about my dad it's still yeah grief is weird it's the first time i've experienced it so close you know not just like ah my granddad that yeah. i saw maybe once a year died or like a schoolmate or something even then it's like meh didn't see him every day i don't know there's just something different when it's your parent it's uh it's surprising how strong it is so appreciate the uh the hugs ian's the best the virtual hugs
1: y'all are the best thank everybody everybody thank you thank you for listening to the show thanks for sticking around to the end thanks for for saying kind things to us for giving us things to talk about thanks um, for letting us say "fuck you" when we love you, and uh, and you know you mean a lot to us.
0: All right, love you, everyone. Bye.
2: These innocent animals have urges they can't control. <laughs> I should know. I'm half grown. <laughs> <laughs> <And the laughs>